Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons. We are so happy you could join us. Next, you will be hearing a message from Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. To learn more about the Lighthouse, visit their website at grenadachurch.com. Now, on to the message. 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 15. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free in not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, on this day that we celebrate the founding of this country that we know that you had your divine hand on. Lord, it may look like the ship is low in the water today, but God, you're still in control of things. And God, we pray in the coming days ahead that this nation would turn around, that they would repent, Lord, for the sake of the gospel, giving you glory and honor. Lord, I know that if you're involved in it, people would stop and, and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways in this day and age that we live in, that you would hear from heaven as we seek your face and pray, God, for a change to come. Lord, we'll be careful to give you honor and praise, and we ask it in Jesus' name, and we say amen. I want to hold you by just a few moments today. Uh, We celebrate America's independence uh, today, and most people in the United States, and I don't mean this in no bad ways, just the truth of the matter. I'm not saying people do it maliciously or with bad intent, but most people have no clue how we gained our freedoms in the United States. Most people today that uh, I watched a video yesterday of some campus, whatever it was, and they were interviewing people and probably in their 20s. And I'm watching as they had, uh, it was mostly females, and they were done up, had a $300 hairdo, iPods and uh, iWatches or whatever they're called. And you could just tell they had money in their Gucci bags and they were going where they wanted to and they could speak their mind freely. And they were saying such outlandish things as I really don't want to be an American, maybe. And they would ask them, what other country would you move to? Well, I don't know. Well, you know, it took a, a huge price to get where we're at today. And most people don't understand that we're blessed by our nation. Most people take everything we have right now for granted. And I'm going to, I guess, preach to the choir here today, but you know, that car that we drove up in today and that house we got to live in last night, this church you're sitting in here today, they didn't come free. They just weren't given out. Somebody had to pay the price for them. And And we gained independence. And let me be just brutally honest here. And I'm, I don't mean this slanders to no race, to no creed, nothing. But 98% of your war casualties, the, the blood was spilled upon foreign shores to guarantee you the liberties you have today were average age of 20 years old and white males. Most of the men that dove off the boats on D-Day were 18 years old. They would never see life. My wife's grandfather was one of those men that bailed off that boat that day under heavy machine gun fire. And all they could think about was this nation and the liberties that we have. Normally, you would think that those freedoms that we enjoy every day, those blessings that we have, this would be a most unified nation of peace and prosperity for everyone. 
But many of us see the things that are changing rapidly before our eyes. When I watch people like Colin Kaepernick, Neil, my thoughts, my first thought was this, how ungrateful. How ungrateful that you would take a knee to a flag. When I watched this past week of Gwen Berry, she turned her back on the national anthem. The song that represents the country by which she is able to enjoy so many freedoms. I'm going to just be honest with you. It made me sick of my stomach. And really, my heart goes out to them people. Somewhere along the way, they got so misguided. I think the world is looking at the United States in bewilderment now. We used to be that light burning to the world that said, send me your hunger and your, your masses that are desiring this freedom that we have. And it's no longer that way. They see a country that is being torn down and burned down. They see a confused nation. And underneath the independence of our nation is now, for the most part, an ungrateful and an unholy people. But I wonder how many Christians understand the freedoms we have. You know, we also enjoy many freedoms by Jesus Christ. He gained the church's independence at the cross. I'm going to tie all this back in together, but I promise you today, the reason you can sit freely in this church today, the reason you can sit here uninterrupted in service, the reason you can get in your car and go about your business and enjoy your life the way you want to is because of two things. It was because of God Almighty... And it was because he directed some men and women many years ago to found this great country. That's why we enjoy the liberties we do today. It's an independence. And I want to give you a message this morning I titled Eternal Independence. And we've gained these freedoms that will last in eternity. And we should live that way. You know, we look at our nation and all the problems and everybody's trying to find an answer through programs and politicians. The reason we have taken such a sharp turn downward is because this country has left the word of God. In verse 13 of our opening chapter, Peter told Christians to obey the laws. And that is not contrary to the word of God. We should do it. When you see people burning down cities, they're not protesting peacefully. They are defying not only the laws of our land, but they are defying the laws that God set forth. They're defying the commands of Jesus Christ to live peacefully among one another. A great example of, of, that I can show you easily, and you'll understand this morning, is taxes. Now, despite our feelings of how we might feel about taxes, and I believe the average American is overburdened with taxes. I get that. But still, we have a law that says we have to pay them. And Jesus even set the example. He said, we're going to pay the taxes. He did it a little different. He said, I want you to go down the river, and I want you to catch a fish down there and look down its mouth and pull that coin out and go pay the taxes. So nobody can say nothing evil of us. And it should be said the same of us, despite what this nation is doing. But we also have the right to protect our freedoms. Our forefathers were all guided by God to give the church liberties to operate. So many miss this fact here that there are laws that say we have the freedom to assemble. 
You want to know why some preachers were coming unhinged in COVID-19? That's my choice if I want to chance it with the Lord. And if, if they think there's a virus, that is my God-given right to come assemble in God's house. If you're scared, stay home. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. That's just a tactic of the enemy to say, stay home. Don't worry about it. And we wonder what's happened to our nation. So many gave in without even questioning it. So many just said, well, I'll just stay home. And it gave them an excuse to stay home. I seen a survey yesterday that said of, of the people that were attending before COVID-19 started, 25% of them said they'll never come back to church. The church gained nothing out of this shutdown. They lost and they lost big. In our opening text, Peter said, we should live right so the ungodly have nothing to say about us. What is the world saying to the church when we shut down? When we don't partake of these freedoms that we have been given by God Almighty. They're not saying favorable things. When we do not assemble, the world laughs at us. Oh, I hear the excuses. Well, I can, I'll worship God my way. I'll do it my own way. And you know, that is called pride. And that is what has got this nation in the great trouble it's in when people have decided to go their own way and they thought they knew more than God. I'm just going to tell you what the word of God says. Here's what he said. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together is the manner of some is, especially, especially when you see that day approaching. You ought to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is about to bust that eastern hemisphere. Amen. I'm not the preacher to sit here and tell you what you can gain in this world. I'm the one that will tell you how to get out of this world. Amen. What hypocrites when they don't even believe in the church. Well, I just can't, I, I just don't want to go assemble down there with all the hypocrites. Come on, one more ain't going to hurt nothing. I'm not saying church is going to save you. I'm not saying that. But Christians are stomping on the freedom of assembling. They're stomping it in the ground when, when the things of the world override the church. If something in your life is overriding the things of God, it needs to go. There's not a single thing in this world that should come between you and your Lord. I'm, the, the church assembling is just a very small part of it. If you're not assembling, I doubt you're reading your Bible. If you're not reading your Bible, I doubt very seriously you're praying. And this is not a time to say, boy, that preacher's being ugly to me. It's the call from 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, because you're still his child. Amen. If you're saved, you didn't get unsaved just because you didn't attend church one day. You're still his child. It's the call. It, here's the call. If my people, which is you, called by his name, you're called a Christian. If you're called by his name, it says to humble yourself. And that is missing in this generation. Humble. Humble means I have no pride, no more before the Lord. I humble myself and I accept what you're telling me, Lord. And seek his face. Now, I see a lady here that's been in church of God many, many years today. I know, I, I know how many years she's been in there. Ask her about in the old days, and they'd have Terry meetings and sit around and pray until something happens. Ask her about the times they assembled. They wasn't in no hurry and tapping their fingers and looking at the clock for 12 o'clock to come. They would assemble together in those days, and they believed God would do something, and they would pray Many times they would pray until God moved. 
And those blessings that you have today come from people like that. Because they believed the Lord. They humbled themselves. They sought his face. They prayed and they turned from their wicked ways. No, they weren't a perfect nation. Every generation has had problems. But you know what? When you're up under the blood of Jesus, when you're following after him, he said that I would heal your land. If you want to turn things around in your home today, if you want to see this nation turn around, just go to 2 Chronicles 7, 14, read it and follow the instructions. I promise you, if we follow the instructions as a people and, and partake of the, the blessings and the freedoms that you have in Jesus Christ, you'll see this nation turn around. I don't care what some little wicked uh, media outlet says. My God is stronger than CNN. My God is stronger than Fox News. I don't, I don't believe their report. Their report says that the church is gone and done, and I don't believe that. They're saying Christians are finished, and I don't believe that. I believe the church's finest hour is ahead. Are you going to be part of it? You know, church is just the one small freedom we gained at Calvary. We also now have the power to live this life. God said that he wants you to silence stupid and ignorant people by doing right. That's what the verse said that I read to you. And that's what verse 15 means. God wants to put to silence stupid and ignorant people by the way you live. We live in a land of immorality and broken homes. We make Sodom and Gomorrah blush. We live in a land of violence and a lack of respect for life and law. But let it not be said among us that we partake of those things. Let it be said among us that we live by the word of God. I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I'm not telling you're perfect, but I am telling you're a Christian. I am telling you're a Christian that can grab a hold of the power of God. These days of just living any way we want to, they have to be over if we're going to see a move of God. I don't know about you, but as for me and my household, we're going to serve God all we can. We're going to do everything that we know how as the Holy Spirit leads us to see a last day harvest. And all those people that I've talked about, like Colin Kaepernick and his Gwen Berry, they need to know the Lord too. They, that's what's going to change them. That's what will change them. Thank you for listening to Power of the Cross Radio. If you are enjoying the sermon you are hearing, we need your help. We do not sell any advertising on this station. You will not hear any third-party ads. This radio ministry operates by donations only. So, we need your prayers and financial gifts to keep bringing Christ and Him crucified to the world. Let God use you to keep Power of the Cross Radio going around the globe. Go right now to www.cross.radio and click on how you can help. There you can donate by secure means. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you. Now, back to the message. I believe God could even reach down on Nancy Pelosi and perform the biggest miracle we've ever seen. I believe he could. I believe he could cast whatever demon in hell is in her out and save her. I say that a little bit jokingly, but I'm serious too. If we're going to see a change in this nation, it's not going to be by acting like they do. It's not, you can't go out there and cuss them out and get involved in them and sink down to their level. 
God says, make them look stupid and ignorant by living this life led by the Holy Spirit. People think it's just the pastor's job to, well, it's your job, Brother Wilson, to go see people saved. To an extent, that's true. But do you know who's more likely going to see a bigger harvest than I will? You. When people see you living this life, they're going to want to know what's different about you. They will sense the Holy Spirit in you if you're living it. People will begin to ask you, what's different about you? Are you, are you doing some latest self-help deal? What, what medication has the doctor got you on? And that's when you're able to tell them, I feel with the Holy Ghost. That's what's got me feeling like I do. Amen. What we're seeing in our nation is just simple. It's we're straying from God. Our forefathers that were involved in the framework of the Constitution have one thing in common. Now, it's going to surprise you. What you I know you're going to think, well, they were all Christians. That's not true. When people tell you they were all Christians, our forefathers, don't tell that lie. They weren't. Uh, Jefferson was a strange fella. Very strange. But they did all have one thing in common. They all believed to rightly govern our nation. When they framed the Constitution, they used a guidebook. And that guidebook was the Bible. That's what they used. The people that were not even Christians said this. Despite not believing in, in Jesus, they believed in a higher power. And they believed the Bible was the one book in this world that we, could be used to rightly govern a nation. And see, you want, you're not going to hear this on CNN, but they opened that Bible. And that's how they come up with the Declaration of Independence. They opened that Bible and they used it as their framework to guide this nation. And you were given all these liberties and freedoms as guided by the Word of God. And when you step outside of the Word of God, all chaos breaks loose. Because you cannot enjoy the freedoms we have living an ungodly and evil way. It will not work. This generation is pretty close to seeing the coming of the Son of Man, and people are not ready for it. We've never lived in a time like we're living now. It's perilous times, and we need to be living this life. But, but greater than governing a nation, though, the Bible is the Declaration of Independence for the soul of men and women. You may be downtrodden today. You may think everything in your life has gone wrong. You may have physical sickness, mental sickness. You look at the news and just want to throw your hands up and say, what is it worth? But we can't act like the world. You want a better life now? You want to start on a new path today and escape what's coming to this world and even in the temporary to be able to Walk past the things of the world and live a godly life, the best life you'll ever have. Let me tell y'all young people something. I don't know if I get to see you again anytime soon, but let me share with you. Lord, have mercy. Y'all grow up so quick. With no gladness, I'll tell you what I'm going to tell you. I've partaken of some of the most evil things in the world. I probably did more drugs than everybody in this sanctuary combined. I've drank till I couldn't stand anymore. My dear wife one time picked me up after a 14-day binge, passed out. She checked to just make sure I was breathing. 
I've tasted all the world has. I've been across, the, I've pretty much been across the globe. I've been to foreign lands. I've seen a lot of things with these eyes. Kind of like the song, it brings back memories. I've seen a lot of beauty and I've seen a lot of sadness. I've seen a lot of evil of men. And I know a lot as far as what's out in the world. And I don't say that with any gladness. But you're going to face some evil people ahead of you that are going to tell you that world is where you need to be. I promise you, if you will make that decision today to follow after God like you've never followed before, you will see blessings and happiness in your life like you've never seen. And I say that with all kindness and love to tell you, follow him and make the most out of your life. And I promise you, every, every road you take, God will bless it. He'll open up things. And then one day, when it's all said and done, you get to be with him in glory. Eternity is real. And that's the prize ahead. We can't act like the world. We can't return evil for evil. We can't do the things they do. First Peter 3 and 9, if you keep reading in that same uh, book that we were in and go forward one chapter in verse 9, this is what Peter was saying, the, the idea of the verse. Don't be hateful and insult people just because they're hateful and insult you. That's most of the world now. We get, I've had to just take a break from social media and just all the hate that I see on there. And I found myself, I wanted to get involved with it. And I, I wanted to say some things too, but, you know, I couldn't. If people can insult us. They can, do, they can hurt us. They can try to take from us. But here's what the Bible says. Instead, treat them with kindness. Why? It's not because of them. You may not change your ways. You may not change your path. I doubt very seriously you're going to change anybody's mind on Facebook. I just really doubt it. But it says you're God's chosen ones. Here's a, t a trick of the enemy. I know almost every one of y'all in here this morning. I think so, except maybe the exception of one, maybe one or two that I don't know that well. But most of you I know pretty well. Some of you uh, grown-ups over here that were kids not long ago may not remember me. But I know some of them are baptized out the lake. I have forgot those things. Sometimes I remember these little guys over here. When it, they're not little guys no more. They're grown up men now. We were going, it seemed like yesterday, we were going down water slides together. And I know most of you, my point is, I, I think most of you are saved by the word of your testimony. And here's what you got to ignore from the enemy. I don't care if you've been good or bad. Wherever you're at with God, you may not be where you need to be with him. You may be, but to understand this, you're still his chosen one. He chose you out of everybody on this earth. You are part of that group that God chose. When you said yes to Jesus Christ, that, never, that doesn't change unless you just absolutely back away from it, walk away 100% and curse God. You may make mistakes along the way, but you've got to understand you're God's chosen ones. And when you do what is right according to the word of God, fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit, he will bless you along the way. You want to know how we're going to make it in these last days? I've told you all the bad they're doing. It's not real good news for us going ahead if we don't know the word of God. But the word of God says going ahead, going ahead, going forward. If you will serve him like you never have before, I promise you God's going to open up doors. God's going to keep us safe while this storm's going on in the world. But you have to make it up in your mind to follow after him. And you know, I've heard that sermon probably a million times. And then I, I, I sit on the pews and when I'd hear preachers say that, well, that's good, but how'd I do it? 
tell me what I need to do, but I don't find how to. Paul said that. Paul had that same problem. And this is the answer Paul found. He found that when my faith is in Christ and what he's accomplished at Calvary, I'm dead in Christ. I am dead in him. I, God associates me as dying. The old me dies off and it's buried with Christ. This is Hewlin Evans preaching here, and I know that because I listen to him a lot. Still do. His word still gets to ring in my house because I listen to him a lot. Good teaching. But I was dead in Christ, but now I'm alive unto God. Where my faith rests in the death and burial and resurrection of Christ, I die off and now God has risen me unto a new life. That is your lot in your walk with God. God asks one thing from you and one thing only. He asks you to have faith in the finished work of Christ and it's that simple. Disregard all the, the law and the, the things preachers have told you to do and all these steps and programs. They'll get you nowhere. I've been there and I've done that. If you'll follow the way of Calvary, if you'll follow the way of Calvary, yeah, you're going to stumble. Sure. Yeah, you're going to fall. Well, you're perfect, Brother Wilson. No, I'm not. Just ask my wife. She'll tell you. I'm far from perfect. <laughs> I like what one preacher said. You're the Christian. The true Christian is the one sitting in them jogging pants in front of the TV. That's really the Christian you are. You can do this. This next generation come up. Yeah, I'm preaching to you today because I'm counting on you. All of us are getting old. We're leaving this world. And you're going to be the ones to pick up that mantle and go on. We're counting on you. I ain't often I get to preach to teenagers your age. Every once in a while I do. But when I do... I'm going to hammer it home with you. I want to see you pick up that mantle. You're not perfect. You're never going to be. You just got to focus on one thing and your faith in that finished work of Christ. And I promise you, the Holy Spirit will give you all the direction, guidance, and power you need every day of your life. Let the message of the cross do the work in your life. It produces passion for the lost. You know when the cross is working right in your life? Even people like Colin Kaepernick, as mad as he makes me, when I see him kneeling and hearing all those things coming out their mouth, still yet the Holy Spirit produces a passion in me to want to see them saved. Let it guide you. And here's a word that's lost in the church. Let it produce holiness in your life. That is a word that has sadly left the pulpits of America. That's how these Pentecostal denominations were started. They believed that there was a way to live for God, holiness. Unfortunately, some of it fell off into works and telling women how to dress and telling them things that wasn't in the Bible. But that same thing that I told you all ago about where your face should be, it'll produce holiness in your life too. It will. The freedom you have now to serve Christ. If, if you didn't get anything out of this this morning, I hope you get this as I get ready to cl close. You've got a great freedom today to serve Christ. You do. Don't let this pass you up. I beg with you by the tender mercies of God. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. This is your chance to stand up in a wicked generation. And be the one God uses to do some amazing things across this globe. I may be looking at the next Jimmy Swaggart. 
I may be looking at the next Billy Graham. I may be looking at the next Deborah. I ain't going to leave y'all ladies out. I may be looking at the next one to go to war with men against principalities and powers. I'm praying that y'all do. Last but not least, share that good news with others by letting your life show forth the praises of God. You can get way more out of people by showing them how you live than you can tearing them down with unkind words. You are dead in Christ and risen to a new life that Jesus Christ, as he was raised from the dead, you can be too by the power of God. Would you stand with me this morning? This brings us to the end of this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Be sure to come back often for more great sermons and commercial free Christian music streamed 24 hours a day. If you need someone to pray with you, we have a prayer wall at Power of the Cross Radio website. You can leave your request there and also help others pray for their needs. We also offer live prayer periodically throughout the day as intercessors are available. Just click on the talk icon at the bottom right of any page. If someone is available, you can chat live or leave your message if no one is available. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries.